I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. Self-care is just another name for taking care of yourself, which is vital for your health and well-being. It's been proven that when you take care of yourself regularly, you can better handle the challenges of life that come your way. You're a better woman, wife, and mother. You're able to love others from a place of abundance. Plus, studies show that women who practice self-care in the form of regular exercise, eating right, and sufficient sleep have less depression, anxiety, and illness such as heart disease. Sounds to me like this is something worth doing, despite all the obstacles we may face. This week's guest, Jen Collins, is the creator of the Mama Needs subscription box, and she is here to talk with us today about what self-care is, what it isn't, and most importantly, how busy moms in every season can fit it into their schedules. What I loved about our conversation is that she shares great encouragement and practical steps to make it happen. You'll hear details about her subscription boxes, plus at the end of this episode, you'll get a 15% coupon code you can use if you want to sign yourself up or gift this incredible product to a friend. Welcome, Jen. It is fantastic to have you on the podcast today. Hey, Kim. Thanks for having me. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? Yes. And I knew this question was coming. And as soon as I read it, I was like, oh no, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I had, you know, I had some ideas, but what I did was I asked some close friends, um, you guys, I'm not fishing for compliments. What do you think our family is known for? (laughs) And they were like, oh, that's hard. And I think it got them thinking too, which is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, But what came out over and over again was the fact that we're um, entrepreneurial, um, that we're creative. My husband and I both own businesses and they're both creative type businesses um, and supportive. Those were kind of like the three main things. And mm-hmm. we, um, we made a big move from South Florida, which is where I'm from. I'm from the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. Um, my whole life lived there. And then we made a big move to the mountains of Western North Carolina in a tiny town where we knew two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole other story, but I think that is what our family is known for of making those big, um, scary leaps of faith. And in doing that, we're able to be really supportive of other families who make these kinds of big leaps and decisions. Um, and that doesn't just mean the move. It means starting businesses, which is also really big and scary and mm-hmm. leaps of faith. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we try to be that we're not like, we have not <laughs> arrived, uh, or figured it all out. Um, we're still learning every single day, but we have made these kinds of big decisions and scary, scary, scary things that we've done. And we love, love talking about it with other people. So yeah. I think that's what our family is known for. Oh, that's fantastic. So if we were to come over, what could we expect when we come to your house? I feel like we've talked about this a little bit. When I was on your podcast, we talked a little bit about your family. So if we were to come over, what could I expect from like the atmosphere of your home? Mm, I, I desire greatly for my home to be a place that is 
you know, clean, but also <laughs> looks lived in and looks like, okay, it's normal. It's a normal house. There are dishes in the sink. There are, you know, la- there's laundry to be folded that hasn't been folded yet. Um, I, I have set out to make my home. We, we bought our, um, the home that we're in, we bought it in 2020, which was very strange. Um, it felt very strange to do in a very, you know, scary and unknown time. Again, another (laughs) scary thing that we did, like, can we just stop doing those for a little bit? Um, but we hadn't bought a house since we were newlyweds. Um, because our first house was, um, we ended up having a short sale because we bought it right before the recession hit in 2006. Mm. Um, and so we, we just bought this house. We are in love with it so much. And I, my biggest desire is for it to be cozy and warm and welcoming. And Mm -hmm. so I hope that's what people feel when they come into my house, that it looks normal, like a normal family lives here. I don't want, I don't, you know, I'm not perfect and I don't, my house is not perfect. It's far from perfect. Um, so I want them to see that. And also just the way that they feel, I want them to feel at home and cozy and warm and just, you know, curling up on the couch with my millions of blankets that I have to offer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big blanket person. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. I want mean, we have a, we have um, a ladder with all of our blankets. On. We do too. Yeah. And then when my daughter moved into her college dorm, I'm like, you need a basket. And like, you go visit now and everyone has their own blanket and it's just piled mm-hmm. in the basket and they just get on the couch and they like, and watch TV together. So I love blankets. Yes. All right. So you're here to talk to us about self-care and you know what, you mentioned your business. So why don't we um, talk about like what prompted you to start your business? And then we can dive a little bit more um, deeper into self-care and what it is. Yeah. Well, so I started my business in 2018 and that was at a time where I finally felt like I could come up for air as a mom. I finally felt like I had space to breathe and to think and to use, use my talents and skills. Um, prior to that, I was a stay at home mom of three kids. Um, and prior to that, I worked full time outside of the home when we lived in South Florida. And so, uh, I knew I wanted to do something that was my own. I didn't want to join a business or work outside of the home again. I wanted to, build something and have it make a difference, but also be creative and, you know, just have it something that I've, I've done. Um, and so that's when I felt finally, like I could come up for air. Um, my two oldest were in elementary school. Um, and then my youngest started preschool half days. And so I was like, Oh, I've got some free hours. What is this life? You know? And so I, um, I, had a notebook and for months, months, literally I would pray and brainstorm and think and talk to my husband. What can I do? What can I do? What am I like? What am I even good at anymore? Um, (laughs) you know, I went to college and I have a degree in journalism, but like, what, what does that mean? What do I want to do with this? Uh, and just as the months, uh, went on, I, my husband actually said, why don't you look into subscription boxes? Because they were really big at the time. They still are. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a subscription box for everything, every hobby, every, every topic you can think of. Mm -hmm. Um, and so at the time though, they were just kind of exploding. And so I looked into that and I found a course on how to launch a subscription box. And I was going to be like the first group 
ever in it. So I was going to get in at the lowest rate, but still even the lowest rate was really expensive. And there again, was like a crazy, scary, big step of saying, I, can I invest in myself right now to do this? I never paid for my own education. Um, you know, should I do this? Am I going to fizzle out? Am I, you know, and, but when I realized when that, um, that I had found a topic that I could speak to and that was self-care for moms and talking to moms and being there for moms. And I was already doing that in my everyday life. I had, I was leading a Bible study, um, at church, um, with basically all moms. And I was kind of the person people came to when they, um, had questions about motherhood or self-care or like, I was kind of already known for that. And so I was like, you know, I'm still learning. I'm not, again, I haven't arrived at being like the best mom about self-care, but I, I've at the time had a 10 year old daughter. I was like, I've been doing this for 10 years. I have experience, (laughs) you know, I can do this. I can talk about this. And so that's when I was like, I think, I think I'm going to do this. And I said yes to the course, took the course, launched it in three months. And so my first boxes went out in December of 2018 Um, and it's, I'm going into my fourth year now, which is insane to me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk about self-care specifically what it is and what it isn't, because I know there's things that I think are self-care, but they don't necessarily (laughs) fit the bill. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, kind of like there's different genres of books. I feel like there's different genres of self-care. And self-care is different for everyone. So what fills me up and gets me ready to come back to my family overflowing is not going to be the same thing necessarily that fills you up. Um, so you, you do have to do some inner work and, and some noticing some kind of, um, like self-awareness to really get there to figure out what self-care means to you. And so, you know, we, when we think of self-care, I think most people think of the cliche things like going to get manis and petties, going to get a massage, going to have a spa day, um, eating some chocolate, you know, like the very superficial surface things that are amazing. And I love all of those things. <clears throat> um, so that's like one genre, you know, one like area of self-care. I think another kind of um, area of self-care is taking care of yourself by going to the doctor. Um, which are things that we don't love to do, but, you know, getting our, if you're at the age of getting mammograms, you know, going and scheduling those appointments, if you're at, you know, if it's your time to have your annual visit with your um, OBGYN going and doing that, even though it's awful. Um, some people really hate the dentist, like going and getting those appointments and getting them done, even though they are awful. Um, <laughs> that is self-care. And although, you know, again, it's not like, pretty or sexy or exciting. Um, it does, it does fill you up in the long run and your family needs you to be healthy. And so if your if your family needs you to be healthy, that's the only way you can, um, serve them is by kind of filling that cup of, you know, mm-hmm. medical care. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes therapy as well. I feel like therapy is a great, uh, tool in your toolbox anytime. It doesn't have to be when there's an emergency, Um, or when something's happening, you can see a therapist when you're well, um, 
and, or just to talk things out. And so I'm a big proponent of that. And then, um, <laughs> this is like another level of a, like what I think we call adulting, which is like doing your taxes and <laughs> things like that, that like, those are actually going to benefit you in the long run. And there, you will never meet anyone who hates taxes more than me. Like, no lie. I hate numbers. I hate all of the things that deal with that. And so the business side of my business is actually really hard for me to get into because I don't like numbers. I've never been good at them, but it's going to help me in the long run. It's going to fill me up so I can better be be a better business owner, be a better wife and mom Mm -hmm. and, and contributing to my family and things like that. And so um, so yeah, I think there's just several different like layers and different ways to practice self-care. And when you, when you take some stock and figure out what, you know, what those are for you, then incorporating them into your everyday life is key. Um, and, and doing and not doing the things that are not self-care for you. And to answer your question, I think what self-care isn't is whatever you're doing that drains you, um, that isn't necessary. Um, because obviously taxes are going to drain me dry, but it, it is necessary. <laughs> so, you know, things that, things that, you know, just don't, don't fill me up. Don't excite me. Don't get me, you know, raring to go. Don't get me overflowing. Like we just, we talk about so much how self-care, um, gives us, a chance to fill our cups so that we're overflowing. And then when we're overflowing, then we can give from that abundance and serve from that abundance to our families. And that that's everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when I think about things like the taxes and taking care of business, paying bills, there's a piece that's on the other end of that when that's done. And I think that's worth reminding ourselves of because yeah, we, we tend to focus on what's right in front of us, the here and now, how we're feeling in this moment, even maybe how we're feeling when we're doing it. But when we're other, on the other end of that, it's so wonderful to know these things are taken care of. I don't have this buzz in the back of my mind that's telling me that something needs to be done or something where I'm behind or, yeah. yeah, I think that's important to remind ourselves of. Yeah, I think so too. And something I learned very early on when I had my first baby, I was reading a book, a parenting book, and one of the authors said uh, something that has stuck with me since this, like to this day is begin as you mean to go on. And he was talking about it. He was talking about it in reference to uh, getting your baby to sleep. And he's like, so if you don't want your kids to sleep in your bed with you, don't start that now, you know, and that's controversial. So like, whatever, I, (laughs) I'm sure people have big feelings about it, but just in that vein of like, whatever you don't want to do, don't start it now because that's not how you actually want things to be. And so when you do, um, you know, decide I'm going to do these things because at the end, I know I'm going to feel accomplished. I know I'm Mm going to feel better. I know my cup's going to be overflowing. Um, I know I can serve my family better. I'll be happier. I'll be less disorganized, you know, all of those things at the end, like you said. Um, yeah. If we begin as we mean to go on, I think that is key in, in everything in life and parenting. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good advice. I mean, even though what you brought up was, was controversial, people have different opinions on it, but that's the amazing thing about your family is that you can choose what works yes. for your family. So yes. it's not necessarily about whether or not you should do it. It's about what do you what are you okay with? What are you Mm -hmm. willing to continue to do? Um, I remember being with somebody and they, we were at the mall and we, we all had our first little babies 
And we were like going everywhere so she could heat the milk in the bottle. And I'm like, see, you don't start that because <laughs> you can't finish. You can't do that all the time. Right. Like, without even hearing that, that comment that that man shared, I was like, That's funny. It's like, I'm like that way with, um, again, back with the babies, like the sound machines. I know people that love sound machines, but like, what if you're somewhere and you don't have a sound? Like, I can't, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Need, I need to make <laughs> But, you know, and if you're willing to bring the sound machine with you everywhere you go, then that's, that's do it. Yes. That works for your family. Do it. And I have friends who have it on their phone. Now they have an app and like they'll put the app in the bedroom and that work. That's awesome. Um, But at the time there, when I had my babies, there were no apps. Right, right, right. (laughs) There was no way that I could like maintain that. And so I, I have thought about what is it that I want to maintain, even as my kids get older, um, yeah. What, what do I, I don't want to be on the hook for doing certain things. If it's not what I'm passionate about, believe is important or is a value for us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Same. <laughs> and yeah. I, I still do some of them and have to, you know, it's challenging. It's challenging because mm-hmm. it's, it's the easy way sometimes to just get mm-hmm. it done that way. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if you're, if you can push into that a little bit, yeah. yeah. And I, I was even thinking, as we were talking about this, like self-care is teaching our kids to do things so that we don't have to do them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And amen. I have my kids load and unload the dishwasher because they're 13 and 10 and they are perfectly capable to do so. And that is a chore I no longer do. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I have a Praise few of them. Lord. I give them yes. all the, the things I don't want to do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about busy moms. And I was thinking today as we were, as I was getting ready for this interview, you know, you know, we have stay at home moms and we have working moms and we all have our own challenges of why we think we can't get to self-care, but I think we can all agree that we're just, we're busy. There's a lot on our plate. So what does it look like to fit that into our schedule? Yeah. And that is a huge roadblock. Uh, I mean, I hear it time and time again. I've spoken to hundreds of women and that is the one of the main roadblocks. Um, it's usually time, guilt, or money. Um, and so I work really hard to try and just eradicate those and speak truth into those because they're lies. Um, so I have been a mom that has done everything. I have worked full-time outside of the home. I have worked from home. I have stayed home and done you know, just being a mom and that, that is not just, you know, just being a mom, obviously we know what that entails. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have literally done it all. Um, and so I've found ways to practice self-care in every single season of life. And I think the first step is just that what season of life are you in right now? Um, I, I, I talk about, you know, being in the newborn stage as being in the trenches and that is just surviving and getting, Mm -hmm. getting through each day. Um, and if that means self-care is taking a shower because you haven't showered in four days, um, then that's what it is, you know, and you just do the thing that you need to do next. Um, if it means sleeping a little and letting your husband feed the baby, or, um, you know, and, and taking that time to pump so that you have milk for the baby or, or choosing formula instead so that you prioritize your sleep, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those little choices are self-care when you're in the trenches of newborn life. Um, and then of course there's toddlerhood, which is a, a beast all in itself. And when you're in toddlerhood, I feel like 
those moments of self-care come with community. And I know that was really hard in the past two years of finding community because everything was shut down. But I found when my kids were toddlers that the ways I filled myself up were to get out of my house and meet other moms at the park, the playground, the splash pad, um, someone's house, and just getting out of my comfort zone a little bit and making friends and having my kids play with other friends. And then the two, the moms, the two of us could commiserate and talk about things and connect. And I always felt so much better leaving those play dates and then going home for nap time. And I finally felt like, Oh, I'm a person who gets out of the house and and has a baby and I can, I can do this, you know? Um, and then kind of like elementary school is, is, is the busy, you know, busy years and the kids are finally coming into their own and having their own personalities. And there's so much fun to talk to. Um, I have two in elementary school right now and I have one in middle school and this is the most fun stage, um, ever. And I'm enjoying this a lot. You know, obviously I don't know what's to come, but right now I am loving this stage of just being able to talk to them as people. And so you know, finding self-care in these moments is hard too, because we've also loaded our schedule up with, uh, three kids and three sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because we want them to be well-rounded and we want them to have fun and get exercise and learn about team sports and things like that. And so, you know, taking a walk while my son is at soccer practice because it's at a track. And so I can walk around the track while mm-hmm. he's practicing. Um, it's, you know, taking a book with me in my purse to practices or games. Um, obviously in the game, I'm kind of uh, watching, but, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Um, you know, I've even talking- found that self-care is like not going to a game, like giving myself mm. the weekend off to go spend some time with a friend. Yeah. You know? And I've had the talk with my kids, like, you know, mommy comes to all the games, but I'm not going to be there this weekend because I'm going to go see so-and-so and I'm going to go spend time or I'm going to take this class or, um, and I think that they, they get that, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Know, that's been my experience. Yeah. At least someone's there, you know, if, yeah. you're, if you can't yeah. be there, you know, your husband can be there or, mm-hmm. or vice versa or an, um, aunt or an uncle, we can get creative. Certainly. Exactly. Exactly. We don't have family here. My, my parents live here six months out of the year and then the other six months they live in Florida. So they're actually not yeah. here right now. Um, but when they are here, Oh, you better believe we rope them in. <laughs> can yeah. you please take so-and-so to this practice and be at that game for me? Because I can't be there. Um, you know, things like that. And so, yeah, getting your community, um, you know, getting into your community and asking people for help, um, is huge because I can't do it all with three kids in three different sports at three different Mm -hmm. places. Um, you know, so I'll say like, Hey, Oh, the so-and-so's on your team. Like let's carpool. Um, so I truly, truly believe a hundred percent, no matter what your life stage, your season, your life situation, your financial situation, um, your emotional state, you can practice self-care. You can find the time. It's, it's, it's knowing the season that you're in. It's believing that you need it. Um, because when you do it, you know that you feel better and you want that feeling again. Mm-hmm. And so when you feel better, you, you want to keep doing, <laughs> doing what, what, what that was to make you feel better. Um, so believing it and then, you know, practically scheduling it in. If you have to, I have a friend who literally writes down her day hour by hour. I don't do that personally. Um, I think it's great, but I just, that's just not how my brain works, but I have a friend who writes hour to hour, exactly what she's doing. And she has to write in 
going to coffee with so-and-so. Um, whereas I'm like, Hey, what are you doing right now? Let's go. Like I'm more a little bit spontaneous. Um, or I'll think like, what do I need right now? And so I'll just try to figure out a way to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. but she is a busy homeschooling mom of four. And so just as an example, that's what she does is she literally writes it in her calendar on her schedule every day. And I think some people just have to do that, um, Mm -hmm. to fit it in. So, yeah, I worked with a life coach, um, a couple, well, I guess it's now seven years ago. And she was like, okay, so it was, she was working with me to get more things done, to be more productive, to become focused about what I was doing in my business. But she's like, okay, so when are you, where are you on your schedule? Like, and she really was the one who pushed me to like, Mm -hmm. decide when you're going to sit and read a book, decide when you're going to, you know, maybe go get your nails done or see a friend or block out, you know, so I started blocking out Monday, uh, Friday mornings because yeah. I was like, okay, every Friday, I'm going to try to find a friend to do something with. And I could be spontaneous or plan it ahead of time. But I was like, that's the day I get to see people. Um, yes. And that helped me be way more productive during the week because I knew that that was coming. I knew mm-hmm. that yeah, I something had to look get forward stuff to. done. Yeah. yeah. Because I committed to this time frame. Yes. I, I say that a lot too, because there was a time Uh, I think during that stay at home time, when I had like a little margin, when my son was in preschool and I was kind of just now, like just starting my business, Mm -hmm. I would say, okay, I've got to make space to see people or Mm -hmm. like, I can't stay in my house every day at work. This is hard. And so, yeah, I I think I, I don't remember what day it was, but I chose a day just like that to, to see a friend. And if I couldn't find anyone to hang out with, I would just go by myself, um, or plan something with my husband or whatever. And so yeah, it does give you something to look forward to. And that's key, I think. Yeah. Well, you touched on mindset. I'm wondering, I mean, when I work with clients, when they get convinced that self-care is a priority, they get real creative and, mm-hmm. and, and they find ways, mm-hmm. whether it's a babysitting swap or, you know, doing dinner with other moms and everyone brings one thing so that the kids yeah. can just run crazy outside while they chit chat. Like, what have you seen? How does mindset play a part? a part in all that. Oh, mindset is everything. Um, I love those examples you gave because I've done those too. Um, yeah, you know, mindset is, is the key basically to unlocking, um, the, you know, the, the need for self-care, the, the, the point where you see, I can't continue in this lifestyle without taking care of myself, you know, it, it, it can get to be too late. Um, and I'm not speaking like, I don't want, I don't want to be morbid at all, but I had, I was at a point, um, when I worked outside of the home where I, I had burnout and I was on the brink, I believe a hundred percent that I was about to have a nervous breakdown. Um, I worked in a very demanding ministry job, of all things and, um, standards had changed and things had changed. And I got to a point where I would work, 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 you know, on call, always had to be on my phone, always had to check emails and, um, got to a point where I was failing at work or failing at home. And I could never find that like mythical balance that people talk about. Um, and, the Lord clearly told me you need to quit this job. And it took me a long time to listen to him. But when I, when I knew he was speaking to me, like it, you just know. Um, and that was the right thing for me to do at that time. Um, but I had, I had to see it myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really hard is 
I can talk to you all day long until I'm blue in the face about taking care of yourself. I can give you every statistic in the book. I can, you know, I can do everything in my power to tell you about it, but until you actually believe it and you actually see the need in your own life, Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. And so that is what I, it's, it's extremely difficult. And that's what I try to do um, in my business is to help moms see the need for self-care. And then I give them the tools and the inspiration to actually do it through our boxes and through the podcast. Um, and that is my, that's my mission. And that is my goal. And, um, like I said, it is difficult because you're trying to change someone's mindset. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and you know, it's, it can be really, really, really hard to do that. And I think, again, it just comes through experience. Um, like I said, I have the experience of, of burnout and being on the brink of, of a disaster. Um, and I was even seeing a counselor at the time and still, still a mess. So, um, it's, it's seeing that and not wanting to get to that point again, um, ever that keeps me going. Yeah. And I think it, it gets easier over time. I yeah. went from not being comfortable taking time for myself to like fiercely guarding it, being yes. like, oh no, oh no, yes. no, no. <laughs> this is my time. These are my boundaries. Yes. yes. I mean, unless yeah. there's some extenuating circumstances, right. I'm very, very selfish of my time because I, again, no, like at the end, I'm going to feel better. And yeah. I know that I'm going to be able to serve my family better. And, you know, they say like absence makes the heart grow fonder. And it absolutely does when you're, when you're away from your kids for a little bit, I mean, everybody needs a break from their people. You can't like, and quarantine showed us that unfortunately in some ways, but I think, you know, getting away for just a little bit, is just, it's so life-giving for everyone because when Mm -hmm. you see each other again, it is the best feeling in the world. And you, you're just, you're serving again from that overflow and abundance. Yeah. You brought up boundaries and I think those are really good. You know, like I think some people think it should come organically, but we do have to set boundaries when it comes to our time and how we use it. I know that when my husband was working outside the house, um, pre 2020, I would be like, you have to stop working for your lunch break. You mm-hmm. Stop working, go outside, eat your lunch outside, go for a walk, go do something that you enjoy. You have yeah. time, you know, and he, he just was like, Ugh. like he gave me a hard time for a while. And then eventually he started doing it. And he got to the point where he would walk down because he worked in Manhattan. He'd walk down by the water, maybe ask somebody to go for a walk with them. And it just kind of gave him what he needed for that second half of the day. And I think that we could find time. And if we look real hard and I think we can, if we set boundaries, but those boundaries can be hard to set. They can be. Yeah. I got to a point um, where I really enjoy saying no now, because when I say no, I give room. (laughs) It sounds really weird, but when I say no, I I give myself space to say yes to other things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that book by Lisa Turkhurst, um, the best. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I read that in 20, I think 14, I want to say, and it, it changed my life. Honestly, it really, uh, I was like, I've been saying yes to everything. Um, and that's why I was burned out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It like really opened my eyes. Like, I wish I had read it, you know, six months prior to that when I was burning out. Um, but it really opened my eyes to, oh gosh, that's what I was doing. I can't do that anymore. I can't be all things to all people. And I can't be everything for my kids either. Um, they don't need a mom that's 
yelling and burned out and overwhelmed, um, Mm -hmm. and stressed. I mean, they, it's good for them to see that too, but at the same time, it's, it's also good for them to see you, um, you know, take care of yourself so that you aren't constantly on edge. Um, I was becoming a person I didn't like, um, being around and wasn't pleasant. And so, um, those are boundaries that I had to, to lay out, to say no to things that even though they're really good things, um, they're just not right for my season of life. They're not right for right now, maybe later. Um, you know, where are some, where are some lines you can draw in the sand, um, and say like, I'm not going past this point and that's okay. I mean, we we need those Bible talks about those all the time. And so, yeah, those are huge. Yeah. When we determine, when I determined my values and then our family as a whole determined our values, Mm -hmm. I was able to say yes to things that mattered and no to things that didn't. And I really had confidence in saying no to things. I was able to say yes to chair an entrepreneurship program at our school. Um, I was able to say yes to redesigning the teacher's lounge because my background's design. Like once I just identified, like, these are the things I love. These are the things that I'm passionate about. um, I could say no to the bake sales and lunch duty and Mm -hmm. the car wash. which are all good things. Yeah. And I don't mind doing the car wash if it's a nice Saturday afternoon of chit chat with some of the other moms, but, um, but just having clarity and not feeling the guilt of saying no, like we shouldn't feel guilty for saying no and setting boundaries. And when we, when we have our mindset in the right area, when it comes to self-care, we won't let anybody else convince us that we should feel bad about that either. Right. Yeah. And that just takes time because I'm a huge people pleaser. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of like PTO stuff, I was asked to be the president of the PTO last year Uh and I, there was no good reason for me to do it. um, But I wanted to, I kept pushing it and saying like, I think I can do this. I want to do this. I want to be there for my kids. And I live across the street from the school. Like I'm right here. Um, but I ended up saying no. And I think a hundred percent, um, that it was the best decision for me at the time, but it was so hard because I wanted to say, yes, I wanted to be that person. Um, but I knew in my season of life and, you know, just again, not having family help here all the time. And it it just wasn't going to happen for Mm -hmm. me. So, you know, things that are really, really good. Um, and, but it also gives somebody else the opportunity to, to, uh, stand up and go in that place. So yeah, that's good. Ultimately it was the right decision, but those, yeah. those things are hard. And I felt so guilty and I kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they were like, Jen, they were so gracious to me. You'll be surprised how gracious people can be. I know there are definitely mm-hmm. people that will make you feel so guilty for your yes or your no. Um, but there are people who will be so gracious to you, um, for choosing your family over something or choosing your health, your mental health, um, your work, you know, whatever it is that you need to choose because you've already made that a priority and a boundary. Mm -hmm. Um, people respect you for making those big decisions. They really do. Um, and that they, they just showered me with (laughs) kindness and, um, you know, no problem. It's fine. And whether they actually felt that way, I, I mean, I hope they did. Um, <laughs> cause some people, you know, they just kind of tell you what you want to hear. Um, but it, it really meant a lot to me not to feel that pressure and guilt of, of saying no, when I, I really mm-hmm. wanted to say yes. Um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how Jesus modeled self-care for us. Cause this yeah. just isn't our idea. No, it's not. And I love it because, um, 
it gives me, it gives me kind of a, a, a righteous argument of saying, <laughs> this is not a man-made, <laughs> not a man-made thing here, guys. Um, I'm really excited because I'm about to talk at our local mops group, which I've never done. I was so honored that they asked me. And as I was preparing for that, I really saw like, yes, Jesus is our example here. He modeled this for us already. Um, and so it's in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, where he says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And that has been a verse that has stuck with me since this kind of self-care journey that I've been on for the past, you know, however many years now, um, Jesus literally tells us to watch how he does it. He says to learn from me. He says to create a rhythm. He says, let me show you how to recover your life and rest and get away with him. Um, and so if he did it, we should too. Um, and then he did it so that, so that he could face the crowds again. I mean, at that time he was just constantly bombarded with crowds. They were following him everywhere. He was constantly like getting on boats to get away from, <laughs> to get away from the crowds. He couldn't even stand on the land. He had to like get into boats to talk to people because there were so many people. Um, and that is so draining, whether you're an introvert or extrovert. Right. Yeah. And so I felt like, I feel like Jesus is that example because he got away to pray. Yes. Um, you know, the disciples kind of fell asleep on him when he told them to keep watch, but he was able to get away, um, to the mountains, to the gardens and to take that time and pray and rest. Um, and then he was able to go out and face those crowds. He was able to speak and to heal because those things, I mean, the Bible tells us like when the, um, the woman with the issue of bleeding touched his, um, robe, he felt power go out of him. And like, you just, you know, that he was tired, you know, that he was, you know, it, it took a lot out of him to do those things because yes, he was fully God, but he was also fully human. And so Jesus knew that he couldn't serve from a place of overwhelm and burnout. And he had to serve, he had to serve well, um, because he was perfect, but he had to serve from that abundance and that place of, um, overflow because this is what he was called to do. Um, and so, yeah, that verse, those verses of Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, um, I encourage people to highlight them, write them down in a place where you can see it. Um, when you are feeling that you need to take care of yourself, when you are feeling guilty about it, when you're feeling you don't have enough time, um, you know, when you're, whatever you're feeling, um, I, I would even commit those to memory, um, just to, to keep them on your heart and your mind, because again, Jesus is our ultimate example. And if he, like I said, if he can do it, then we should do it too. So, yeah, um, sure. so I just, Oh, I love it so much. Like it made me emotional talking about it just because it's just so beautiful. And it's so, um, it's just, it's so personal to me. Um, like that Jesus even gives us permission to allow us to take care of ourselves so that we can take mm -hmm. care of our families. He's given mm -hmm. us these beautiful, um, little people to take care of, um, our husbands, our kids, um, and 
you know, we want to do it well, this is it, you know, um, and you're necessary. And so you taking care of yourself, putting yourself, um, as a priority is key to accomplishing, accomplishing that. So I just Mm -hmm. love, um, yeah, I just love it so much. And and just love the permission that he gives us and the freedom that he gives us to do these things. Yeah. I love that that he sets that example and Mm -hmm. then he touches on that. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to wrap up, but I want you to tell us about your monthly subscription boxes and then also about your podcasts. Yeah. Well, so our boxes are, um, like, like several, uh, subscription boxes that are on the market. Um, it's a monthly box and every month is a different theme. Um, and I try to pick themes that are, you know, fun, relevant, poignant, um, you know, kind of taking a pulse on the world right now. Um, during the pandemic and quarantine, we did a theme called mama needs hope. And that was a very popular theme, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, um, it was really fun to curate and put that together, um, because it meant a lot to people. And so we, but we just did one that was mama needs coffee, like super fun, things like that. We do a mama needs a vacay box in July every single year. Um, so there are some themes that we repeat yearly or annually, but, um, mm-hmm. most every month is, is something new. Um, and so the one that we're talking about right now is our April box mama needs a spa day. I don't know when this episode's coming out, but, um, that's what our theme is right now. Um, and then of course we do a big mother's day box, um, for mother's day. And so the, everything that's inside is, um, built around that theme. So, um, you know, whatever the theme is, I kind of just go for it. And that is my favorite part is curating the boxes and, the one thing I knew I wanted to do from the start is to um, uh, source our products from female-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, and really support those small businesses. My dad was actually uh, a small business owner when I was a kid my entire life growing up until just recently he sold it. But um, I know firsthand um, how how you know hard he worked and how every single dollar counts and what, what it means to small business owners, you like literally feeds their families and things like that. And so I love supporting small businesses. So, um, every single month for the majority of the products are from, um, small businesses, whether they're women owned or not, but mostly, um, women owned. Mm-hmm. And then, um, inside of the box, we have self-care tips. And so, the, the last thing that we want you to do is open the box and get super overwhelmed by everything that's inside because that could totally happen. So we have this self-care tip list um, that you can follow and it tells you how to use the products and gives you ideas on how to use them. Um, we also include a Spotify playlist that's free with songs that go along with the theme just so you can listen to while you're in the car or working out. Um, And then we always have a sticker and our subscribers get really creative about where they put their stickers and the stickers design custom design. You'll never see that design anywhere else. Um, and those are really, really fun. People love those. Um, even my 13 year old daughter is obsessed with stickers and if they don't say mama on them, she steals, she steals one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she steals almost everything from, (laughs) from the box, which is fun. Makes me feel really relevant and cool. And I'm like, okay, I'm on brand here. Um, and can you do gift subscriptions? 
Yeah. So I would say about half of our orders are gifts actually. So it makes a really great gift for a baby shower. It makes a great gift for a birthday, um, for Christmas, mother's day, all the things like that. But also it's really just great for yourself, um, to gift yourself and treat yourself a little bit. Like we were talking about, um, because, you know, it, it does, you know, self-care can be really overwhelming and, you know, people who are listening might think like, oh my gosh, this is another thing I have to add to my to-do list. And again, that's like the wrong mindset, (laughs) but at the same time, I've done all the work for you because it's already themed. It already has everything inside. All you have to do is literally order it and it comes to your door and then you open it and you have everything you need that month to take the time that you need to practice self-care in different ways. Um, which I love too, because again, um, not everybody gets filled up in the same way, but there are lots of ways that we all can get filled up. And so, um, every product kind of fills a different need. So I'll usually have like some kind of spa or bath product, um, maybe a candle, um, a snack, um, you know, something like a notebook, something for everybody who everybody's personality Mm -hmm. who kind of likes to experience things a different way. Um, and then our podcast is super fun. Um, the, actually the podcast came before the business. I always knew I wanted to do a podcast, but, um, I didn't know what I would talk about. Um, and then, so when I had the idea for the business, I said, okay, that's definitely happening now. So at the same time of launching, um, the business, I also launched the podcast. That's just the way you do things. (laughs) Exactly. I just go big. Yeah. Go big or go home. But the fun part is my husband um, has a tech background and so he edits all my episodes. So it's really easy for us. Um, We just have to meet the time, but um, I have met some incredible authors, women, moms, um, including Kim here. She's going to be on my podcast coming up soon. Um, I have just met some incredible people and had incredible conversations. You know, at first it was like all of my friends, like, Hey, Hey, will you come on my podcast? Um, but now, and I still interview friends once in a while, but like now it's, it's been so many amazing strangers who have become friends and I've loved it so, so much. And it's really, um, impacting mom's lives. And of course that's free, but I also, within the subscription, I do some bonus podcast episodes with um, my best friend who's a mama for, she's the one I was talking about who like literally plans her day out hour by hour, minute by minute. Um, and so she and I talk about the theme that month and we go deeper on the theme and those are bonus episodes that are just available for, um, subscribers. So, um, it's a great community and, um, yeah, I'd love, love for your listeners to check it out for sure. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. You can find Jen at mamaneedsbox.com. She's on Facebook as Mama Needs Box and on Instagram as Mama Needs Box. And she's at the mamaneedspodcast.com. If you'd like to sign up for a subscription box, you can use the coupon code podcast to get 15% off. I'll link to all of this in the show notes. If you'd like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find me over on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong too. You can find me at, at Kimberly Amici, and you can find the podcast at, at build your best family. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose.